Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and I am joined by Ben Brown. Happy belated birthday, Ben. You are one oh, year older you. now. How are we doing? I am indeed. Uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling, you know, a little wrinklier, a little more <laughs> sore. Everything hurts a little bit more. How old um, are you now? But yeah, good, good. Uh, 36. 30, oh, 36. Yeah, 36 with two kids. Okay. I know. Dude, I'm one step up. closer to 40. <laughs> I know. I'm right there with you. I'm right behind you at, at uh, 35. Am I 35 or am I 34? I think I'm 35. I'm 35. I'm at the age where I forgot my age. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I do it. I do it all the time. I had oh, to figure man. out what how old I was going to be this year. It took me a while to figure it out. No, the only okay. reason I really noticed because my wife is a couple weeks older than me. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just whatever she turns, I know I'm that like two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so you're born in 88. Or 87. 87. Yeah. Mid, okay, middle of 87. Gotcha. June of 87. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, we are um, here to recap a little bit of Father's Day, which uh, which just happened last yeah. Sunday, and um, kind of touch base on that as it's uh, a holiday. It's a little bit, just a little bit relevant to us, and uh, and then we're gonna run through a couple other topics, including um, what we look for in a stroller. What else do we have on the docket today, man? Yeah, so we're gonna talk a little bit about Father's Day. I'm interested to see you know what you did. I think it's always cool to see what other dads do or get or experience on father's day and kind of how the how the family shows up for that um and then if you could design i want to talk about if you could design a father's day what would be your perfect father's day if you could say you know money's no object i can do anything i want what would you do on father's day right and then after that i know um some of the folks may know in the audience we uh both of us actually had uh partnerships with veer uh one yeah. of our favorite companies out there right they make great stroller wagons and a lot of different accessories oh but yeah both of us had partnerships with veer over father's day to give away some really cool stuff i think you were giving away like a family base camp and i know i was giving I away awesome. one of their switchback stroller systems oh yeah um, awesome too. it got me thinking like since we both are in this space where we're reviewing a lot of like baby gear and that involves a lot of strollers, what do you actually look for in a stroller? Because I think that'll be super helpful for some of the dads out there who either aren't dads yet and are looking for new gear or for somebody who's looking to replace a stroller that they already have. Mm-hmm. And then last up, I think it's important, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, for dads to talk about how they can continue to improve themselves, right? Because we want to improve how we show up for our families, our partners, and our kids. So I want to see, um, you know, what's something that you learned last week or this week, and what's something that you want to improve on next week? So how can we get a little bit better, and what's something that we learned? So we got yep. a lot to talk about here, so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Andrew, how was your Father's Day? My Father's Day was actually pretty awesome my wife uh so either for mother's day or father's day what we basically do is um we we the 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 parent who's being celebrated gets to sleep in stay in bed they don't have to get the kids up or anything like that uh and then uh, other parent in this case my wife uh she'll get up um prep breakfast and then deliver breakfast in bed that's what i did for her on mother's day it's what she did for me uh she cooked up some eggs sausage peppers all the good stuff uh some fruit uh, and yeah, it was great. I just started my morning chill, just watching some TV, eating, and then um, the rest of the day was really chill. Um, I uh, 
uh, we ended up kind of going to church, even though I didn't really want to that day. Uh, but we went anyway. And then after that, we went to my in-laws <laughs> house. Um, and, uh, we kind of had a broader father's day celebration where, um, it was me my brother-in-law and my father-in-law. We were all just kind of hanging out at the pool with the kids. Uh, Sienna was, um, napping for a good chunk of it. And then, uh, the wives were hanging out and then when around dinner time, they kind of got together and they asked like what we wanted, um, to have uh, as, you know, as a father's day dinner, mm -hmm. uh, we opted for like a Mediterranean type thing. So we had some, uh, it was a really delicious thing. We had like a, a, we grilled up some lamb. We had, um, faro, which is kind of like this, I don't know, like how to Ooh. describe it. It's like a quinoa type thing with all these types yeah. of, you know, and then so we had like, grain. it's like an oh, ancient grain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was a kind of a, along the lines of, of healthy, but like super delicious. And we had like a bunch of these Mediterranean style sides, like, a like, um, what was it? It was like a cucumber tomato cut up type thing. And then we had like, um, watermelon oh, doused yeah. with like lime juice and mint. It was like a really fun, uh, Mediterranean healthy dinner that the girls cooked up for us. I mean, we helped with the lamb grilling that up, but other than that, um, nice. yeah, it was just, I was all just about spending time with family for the most part. So, oh, and I didn't get to change poopy diapers. So, uh, that was my treat as well. What about you, man? <laughs> no, poops. How, how that, that was your, that was your treat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So good, otherwise good. it was pretty, it was good. real it was solid. Good. So yeah, happened? my father's day was, uh, was super solid. It was, um, so I'm, I'm, I am fortunate and my wife is kind of unfortunate in that my birthday and father's day basically fall in the same weekend every year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I more or less get to celebrate like a couple days in a row. Um, but yeah, my, uh, my big treat this year, uh, was for the day before father's day is kind of like a birthday gift. Um, I got to go play a round of golf with a couple of buddies of mine, which I don't get to get out and play too much. Um, but it was great to, you know, just get a super early tea time on a beautiful course, uh, and just go out and, you know, just ride around on a golf course, be outside, enjoy the weather. Um, we, this is one of the things you always kind of get afraid of when you're going to the golf course with three guys is you're always going to get paired with a fourth on a busy day. Right. And like, sometimes your fourth is a weirdo and, or like a scratch golfer and they're really, really good. Uh, yeah. But luckily, we got a guy who was like really nice and the same ability as all of us. Um, so you know, That's nobody perfect, was really man. you know much better than anybody else. We all shot like in the I think ninety eighties to nineties. See, that um, so makes not the whole experience the so enjoyable when you've got like an equal playing oh, field. Like, I've been playing a lot of pickleball lately and we're not good, but yep. we've got a crew of guys that's also we're all like the same level, which is really nice when you've got like one guy like dominates and you're just like oh my gosh so it's it's, it's hard it kind of <laughs> yeah, gets nobody wants to play bit. with them no exactly exactly 100%. that's cool though. yeah so we played uh played a good round came back home um my wife had set up like a birthday party for me um so we had like a bunch of our neighbors and my mom and some family members over and just had like a super kind of low-key hangout in the new backyard um you know just with a with a bunch of people and some really good food and and really just enjoy the the weather and being outside had a bunch of kids over so everybody was playing in the splash pad and doing all kinds of stuff so really 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 killer saturday um and then sunday uh i played a little bit more golf on father's day so we took the family to top golf 
because um, my son loves to play golf too. That's awesome. Uh, so man. too, he's got like his own set of golf clubs, and and he's really getting into like learning how to swing and actually hit the ball out. Nice. Um, so we went to Top Golf, spent a couple hours there, um, and then we did. I think we did like some kind of dinner at home. I'm trying to remember now exactly what we did, but it was pretty relaxed. It was a very like nice relaxing weekend. Um, lots of time with family, uh, and and lots of time just kind of operating without a, a super solid plan, um, but just trying to enjoy the moment as much as we could. Dude, it sounds like you had like a Father's Day weekend, not just day. You had a full yeah good no, legitimately weekend, did. which is yeah. which is a good way to say. Okay, so so this kind of leads us to the other half of the question, which is building your ideal Father's Day, right? And that's like mm-hmm. if you didn't have to worry about money, if you didn't have to worry about anything like that, what would an ideal Father's Day be for you? And I feel like what you laid out was actually pretty good. But like yeah. what yeah. in your head, what would be like optimal Father's Day celebration? I honestly think like the weekend I had is pretty close. It's yeah. pretty close to exactly what I would want to do. Like maybe I would – I think I might expand it to like more people, right? Yeah. Like instead yeah. of playing with like four guys, I'd take like a bunch of my best buddies and just play like a crazy golf course somewhere. Right. Um, you know, go play – you know, Pinehurst or Augusta or something, something you're never going to do again, right? Like you're going to play this incredible course. You're never going to be able to do it again. Again, we're, we're talking pure fantasy here, right? These are things that are never going to happen. Yes. Um, there's, I've been following this, um, this Instagram that, that talks about like these incredible golf courses. And there's one, I think it's in Africa where like the, it's like the 18th hole. I think it's in Cape town, South Africa. And the 18th hole is like up on the side of a mountain and you have to get there by helicopter and you have to hit <laughs> down. The hole is actually below you. So you have to hit it off the side of a mountain How and down to this hole. Baller yeah, is that? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that would be just a sick. Now, obviously I'm not going to get home in time to celebrate father's day with everybody. If that's like the, the of course, yeah, trip. Yeah. Yeah, you got to time management is part of the whole thing. Yeah. In (laughs) fantasy land, that doesn't matter. I could go play golf in South Africa and make it home for dinner. I mean, Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, go. I would love to go play just like a killer golf course with a bunch of my friends. Um, You know, come home, see my kids, have a great dinner. Um, Honestly, I don't even know if I'd want to do a dinner out. I think I'd want to do dinner at home Uh with my family. Uh Um and just enjoy like a relaxing evening with my wife. Like that's it. That's yep. really like it's it feels like like the adventure part is like such a complex thing, but the rest of it I feel like is so simple because like that's what I want and that's what's yeah. important um important to me at this point in my life. Dude, what so, about you? I want to hear what's your perfect father's day. You know, it's weird. I mean, I'm going to fully admit it. I want nothing to do with my kids, like straight up. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want them there. I don't want that. I mean, yeah. and I'm, you want a break? And, no, yeah, of course I do. Of course, I love my kids, but like, yeah. you know, uh, no. So for me, morning would probably start with. I just like being either physical and active. So I would mm-hmm. you know, love to just play like a, a bunch of pickup basketball, like nonstop, play as many games on like a 
super nice court that I'll like see on Instagram way too often. Um, it's just mm-hmm. I don't know, something like really cool with like all these glass windows or whatever, just like a beautiful hardwood <laughs> and just playing for hours uh, with a couple of buddies and just getting a, you know, just getting a sweat out. Uh, it would either be that or playing in a Pokemon TCG tournament. Uh, so one or the other, I might lean more basketball, but you know, um, I'm, I, I nerd out. Okay. I nerd out. So, uh, that That's was kind of hard. the That's start pretty of hardcore nerdy. Oh yeah, exactly. So just celebrating with other dads, really enjoying just chatting, uh, and then just getting a hearty lunch, uh, at, I don't know, in and out, something simple, something simple. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm easy to please, right? Just burger. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then go home, hang out with the wife, maybe sex. Um, but mm. then she might have a headache. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then um, it would just be hanging out with my wife for the rest of the night. Uh, maybe going to uh, an awesome dinner, doing just something yeah. fun, whether it's bowling or hanging out, or just, or it could be something as simple as as watching uh, Netflix. Um, we we often go to a local Japanese place, get uh, sushi, just a bunch of rolls, and just watch TV. Honestly, that. Um, yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a big travel or anything like that. Just sitting at home, eating a bunch of sushi and, uh, and just watching her shows, just hanging out with my wife, just me and wife time. Uh, I think it would be really fun. Yeah. So first half friends. That's, that's hard to dads. come by these days, man. Especially Not, with you having three kids like that. Exactly. That's hard to come by those relaxing exactly. nights with just you and your spouse. It's, I mean, yeah, I'd love to be doing it right now, but I got to be talking to you, Ben. So now I'm playing. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here. <laughs> I walked down I walked downstairs and my wife is like she's the kids are in bed she's sitting on the couch and she had her headphones in and she's yeah. like working on her coloring book. So she's actually having like a very nice relaxing evening. That's actually because really I'm sweet. up here doing this. So like she doesn't have to watch any of my dumb shows that she yeah. doesn't really want to watch. Um, yeah. and she can just sit and like concentrate on doing something she enjoys. So she's like yeah. got her colored pencils out and she's just sitting there like relaxing with her coloring book. That's and I'm like a really little nice. bit jealous because I saw it and I was like, man, that looks that looks super just like mind numbingly simple. Dude. I, wait, hold and on. Let me, awesome. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Hold on. All right. All right. Here it is. So if, if you're uh, if you're watching on the YouTubes, I got myself this coloring book is called Dad Life and it's hash, it's called hashtag Dad Life. Oh, it's a simple awesome. coloring book. And it's like this like legit like complex coloring things that you could do it's like a standard coloring book for adults uh but it's like um it's like really relaxing to be able to fill these in on like such a small level and like i don't know uh, it, a so good they way. like super detailed photos yeah. there's super yeah. detailed photos and you just sit there with markers or crayons or what have you and just color and it's like yeah coloring book for adults but with a big dad twist to it and it's uh it's super fun I, yeah I, i'd love to like design my own coloring book just for just like this just rip this idea and just sell it on dad verb i think it'd be so fun <laughs> yeah. oh man it's i mean it's all it's like such a meditative experience that, to just sit that. there and 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 veg out and like we um there was a while where my wife and i like at night we would do puzzles mm-hmm. we would sit there and just like listen That's to music nice. and drink wine and like do a puzzle yeah. And it was so nice. Um, Dude. And it's something we haven't done in a long time. I feel like we need to get back to that because that was like it really was such a relaxing way to like end the end the night. Um, yeah. And it wasn't like we weren't going to be up until midnight watching Netflix because we, you know, lost track of time. It was like, right. OK, we're going to sit here and actually like work together on something. Dude, it, that's a really um, fun so thing. Yeah, puzzles. Like a good spouse activity. 
Yeah, sex? and I'm not a big oh, puzzler. puzzles. I'm I, I just don't. <laughs> well, sex is it too, but like <laughs> puzzles, puzzles. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing we discovered is like you have to when guys don't get to have sex. <laughs> the challenge is is usually you've waited too long and it's too late, right? Like yeah. it's it's eleven o'clock. You're like, okay, let's go to bed and blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> the the key is put the kids down. Mm-hmm. Have sex first, then go hang out. Get out so, of the way. So yeah. get the sex out of the way first, then go hang out, and then you're. And then it's like, oh, you can go to bed at a reasonable hour. Dude, so this is this is so to weird be the to say. Perfect way to like set up an evening. I would fully agree with you because I you're added the thing. that in the perfect Father's Day. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's a, that's another weird thing. Like. uh there because like we enjoy sex right as especially as guys like we want it all the time but there are plenty of times where like yeah like i'm in the mood but at the same time like uh, it's the same way of like when i work out where like i know it's good for me and i know it's like i want to do it i enjoy enjoy it but like i just getting this started i'm just kind of like ah I don't. I don't want to. I'm just. I know I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I don't want to put in the effort right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, your your body just shuts off. Oh yeah. I'm just like, man. It was a long yeah. day. I'm stressed. And I was like, ah. so yeah. It's just so. Yeah, so it's it's good to just like, you know, right after the kids go down and we it and uh, do you do you guys do it spont uh, um like spontaneously or is it kind of planned like hey let's let's do it tonight you know or like you, it's, it's I feel night. like. I don't know. I feel like it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. A lot of times it has to be spontaneously because you just have to catch catch the right mood and the right time. And you uh-huh. know, if everybody had like a really difficult day, sometimes it's mentally just too much. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like it's with everybody, right? You have to catch the right mood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. that's always the challenge I think with everybody is like the stars have to align for everybody yeah. to like be okay with this plan. And I feel like if you try to plan it out, you just you lose it. You're like, somebody's going to come home and be like, I'm gassy or I'm tired or <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like uncomfortable or whatever, you know, or I have, you know, the, I have a headache or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I'm exhausted too. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and it's, you hit those nights where you're like, it seems like a good idea, but it's like, you know, you want to be into it. You want to enjoy it. Um, and you want to make sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah, man. That's, that's how it would be. So, uh, yeah, so to, to well, recap, that's the plan. you got to just switch the schedule around. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, I um for us, the spontaneity aspect has not been as much as before we had kids. So it's I'd say mostly kind of like, hey, Thursday night's going down. Don't have a headache, okay? You know, so like kind of take your bedroom. <laughs> it's always a damn headache. Uh, but um, yeah, I feel like. Now that we're kind of like officially done having kids, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that snip soon. Um, I feel like there's like our life, our sex life is just a little bit more reinvigorated because it's, I don't know, it's just like mm-hmm. like there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're done having kids. Like this is like right. hey, we can. Res- there's no more reset buttons as I always like to say because every time you hit that reset right. button, a baby just like comes and then you have to. It just switches things up, and, and you're in a completely yeah. different routine. It's just really difficult, right? You're, the baby, the baby having years. It's a very weird time, and you don't feel like yourself. You kind of, in some ways, feel like a shell of yourself. You're giving up so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you make, kind of make that decision, like, okay, no, we're done having kids. This is it, um, and and this is our life. This is our family. We're set. And we start. I'll start kind of growing up together. I don't know. Like, there's this mental shift that that happened. At least it happened mm-hmm. with me. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, it's been, 
uh, I'd say more fun. It's been more fun uh, this year than it has been, you know, yeah. in the last few years. I'm not saying that, like like life well, I, sucks, but it's been it's been good. No, and I think good. you're probably getting to a point where your kids are like more independent, right? Like they just that. they they require less less mental. I mean, I think when you get to like two, three, four years old, like they're they're really challenging. But I feel like once you get past you know, from what I've seen from my friends, once you get past that kind of four-year-old stage, they get progressively easier because they mm-hmm. are more independent. They're more able to do things for themselves, which means you have more mental and emotional capacity to just handle other things like focusing on intimacy with your spouse. Yeah. Um, and so like you said, it's like things can kind of start to change your, um, you know, your your focus is going to change, your ability to like entertain the idea of intimacy is is expanded i think at that point mm-hmm. um you know because you're out of that like somebody doesn't constantly need you or constantly need to be touching you or constantly need to be held um, which i think you know a lot of a lot of partners get kind of touched out and they're just like i can't deal with you being close to me that's a lot um, that's so a lot for for yeah. anybody out there that feels like they're they're having a difficult time there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to kind of figure it out and and know that these years will probably be the hardest for intimacy with your partner. And they still are. Like for us, they still yeah. are. Like it's yeah. always a challenge. Um, but it will, from what I've heard, it will get easier as the kids get a little bit older. So yeah. keep yeah. holding That's... on because you were, you were there before the kids. You'll be there after the kids. So make sure to keep that spark alive for sure. I've I've heard the same thing. So yeah, I think um I would hope that we're kind of past that that rough patch in that regard and um things get uh things start moving on. Yeah, it's just it's just funny because uh, I, I always hear um even like with my wife's friends or whatever, it's like, yeah, once once you know we're officially done having kids like that's when she gets hot again, like quote unquote hot again, right? I mean they're always Oh yeah, all gorgeous, but like that's when they're like, oh, you know what? No, I have more time to myself. I have more of that mental capacity to make time for myself and get back into the gym mm-hmm. or, or start doing Pilates or doing whatever. And and there's like just shifts. Right. Uh, and it's um, it's uh, it's yeah, it's cool. Like even my wife, like she's never been. Well, no, it's not. She's never been the workout type. She she enjoys it, but it's only now that mm-hmm. she because before we had kids, she liked doing yoga and stuff. But now. She started making time for herself to start doing Pilates regularly, and she, you know, and I'm like, cool, cool. She's she's, yeah, getting back into it. Like like, and I don't care whether she did or didn't, but she has Mm -hmm. the mental capacity to do so, and it's it's cool to see. Um, uh, that's awesome. Real quick, before we move on to the next topic, yeah, I want to address our hat situation. If you're listening. Uh, you can't see what we're wearing right now, but we're both wearing hats from a brand called Melon, who is not a sponsor, but I'm down for If I could be like official, you know, dad sponsored by Melon Apparel oh, yeah. or something like that, that'd be so sick because this was my father's that'd day. That'd be amazing. Wearing a, a yeah. Melon hat, M-E-L-I-N, Melon hat. I got it as a father's day gift for my wife. And I didn't, I, I, well, I've heard of these hats, but I was just kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. whatever, dude, it's a good hat. It's a good. I, awesome. I I can't wear anything else. Like this is my. I mine's called the A game. Which one is yours? Yep. So I the one I'm wearing is the trenches icon hydro. Uh, so they all have like yep. kind of long names. Yes. Uh, but I have, I have a big old dome 
Yeah. Um, and so I'm wearing like the, it's like a five panel flat bill. Yeah. Uh, but the reason it's called the hydro is it's actually hydrophobic, which means it's going to, you know, shed a little bit of water. It's going to be, uh, help get rid of that sweat, yep. um, which Mine I think yours too. probably is too. Mine is too. Um, and yep. then it also has like in the visor, it has a floating core. So like if I'm out yep. on the lake and I drop this thing, it'll actually float to the surface. So I don't lose the hat. Um, and yep. I've had these, this is like my. One, two, three, four, fifth. I think I have five total. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love all of them. I've had great experiences. Um, Their customer service, if you ever have an issue with a hat, I had one that like, it was like a light gray color and it stained, like my sweat stained it a couple of times and I cleaned it according to their directions and and it it wouldn't come out. Mm -hmm. And I just sent them a message. I was like, hey, I cleaned it the way you told me to. It's not coming out. What do I do? And they're like, hey, don't worry about it. Just pick out another one of the same value. We'll send you a new hat. Um, so like we've talked about this before, right? Like killer customer service. Like I'm a yeah. real sucker for it. Um, that really defines a brand a bunch experience. of money on like Lululemon pants and all this, you know, Lululemon <laughs> stuff. Cause like I walk into the store and they make sure I'm like taken care of. Right. Yeah. Even though it's more expensive than everything else. Like, you know, if I ever have an issue, it's it's taken care of pretty immediately, which I I can respect, and I'll spend the money for that, bro. You um, know, one so thing Melon I really like been a great experience for sure. Under the hat, right? There's like that this little dot under the bill of the hat, mm-hmm. and it's exactly yep. in the spot that right you there. would put your thumb at, uh, because it's the highest probability of where your thumb is going to be. Uh, every time you take your hat on and off, and it's such a subtle thing, but it's such a good design choice a good bit of branding and I don't, it mm-hmm. just adds to the whole feel of the hat. It's funny because up to this point I've been wearing like Lululemon hats and Lululemon mm-hmm. hats are straight up hot garbage compared to the oh, they're terrible. So they're yo, terrible. I would yeah, tell their you guys great. All their accessories are not fantastic. Dude, I would tell people listening to us right now, rant about this freaking hat, like go get it. <laughs> But we're not being paid, and we don't have affiliate links. So I'm going to say, don't go get it, and maybe we'll try to figure out some sort of affiliate thing. And then you come back to the next episode in the next couple weeks, and then you go get it. Don't get it now. (laughs) But If anybody knows anybody at Melon or uh, has some connections, leave us a comment. Shoot us a DM. Let us know. uh, We'll be good affiliate marketers. We're big, big fans. Yo. We obviously are. This is only my first. This is my virgin hat. Okay, first first time. Okay, I'm I'm trying to get on your little well, you five. Half a dozen before you know it. That's where I uh, ended up. All right, right, right. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Where are we at next? All week? right. So we talked about sex, sex bakes babies, and babies <laughs> need strollers. So uh, since we did those like Father's Day giveaways with Veer, the one that I was giving away was actually their switch and roll stroller system, yep. and. Looking at that, and I've got several reviews of strollers that are going to be coming out over like the next couple of months from different companies. You obviously have built your entire brand on doing uh, in-depth reviews of baby gear, including a ton of strollers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more strollers I get my hands on, the more I understand what I'm looking for and the more mm-hmm. I realize I have preferences for certain things. Yeah. So for the dads that are out there that either – or soon to be dads, people that don't have any kids yet, or dads that are looking to maybe upgrade their stroller, get something a little different, or the stroller they have just isn't fitting their needs. What do you look for in a stroller? Like what are the things that either you look for that you know are going to be just 
honestly like instant. Nope. I hate this. I don't like it. Or instant wins, um, you know, that, you know, you're going to love and know that something is going to be built well and last a long time. Right. So, so this is just, this is going to be my personal list. What I personally look for based off of my experience and my lifestyle. Uh, the one thing about, you know, shopping for a stroller or a car seat or anything like that in the baby market is there isn't one best option. That's one, that's one thing that like a lot of people like to get hung up on. Well, what's the best thing? There isn't a best thing. The best thing is going to be what's best for you and your lifestyle. Okay. So that, and that's going to hinge a lot on, you know, where you live. If you live in a city, if you live in an urban area, if you live uh, next to gravel roads or cobblestone or just clean sidewalks or whatever, uh, if you're going out frequently, if you live on a farm, right, all these things are different Mm -hmm. uh, and they're going to have an impact. For me, what do I look for? I personally, the the biggest things are um, I like a compact, lighter frame. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. just me. Uh, and I personally have liked brands like Up Baby because when they're folded, they have a slimmer profile. And it makes it a lot easier for me to get the stroller in and out of a little Honda Civic or small cars. And in our lifestyle, right. we're we're going in and out of the trunk very frequently. There are many times where we're not just going out and doing one stop, right? We go to like Target and then we go to the bank and then we go here and then right. we go there. Then we go to this restaurant. Then we go to the, you know. So um, we're going, you know, we're parking, getting the kids loaded up and going quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that reason, yeah. I personally like slimmer compact folds uh, and and things that are just really easy in, in, in quick folds. Uh, that's why I always kind of gravitated toward um, up a baby, like the cruise I, I think is, yeah, I talk about it in the course in the father figured course. Uh, but I think that's like, if I were to nail down one, it'd probably be that one um, at a recent trade show that we were both at, uh, Cybex had one with a, a new one. It's, it's, I think this is going to be something to look forward to in the future, but it's a carbon fiber frame, right? So it functioned like a full size stroller, gave you the the capabilities of a full size stroller, but because it's carbon fiber and not aluminum, it drastically cut down the weight to a subcompact weight option, which is closer to the 12 to 15 pound mark, whereas full sizes and, and doubles are gonna usually fall somewhere between the 23 to 28 pound range, right? So right. Uh, the, uh, a carbon fiber, I forgot what that, was that the Cybex Melios? Do you remember what that one was called? Yeah, it was the, it was the Cybex Melios and the frame, the frame alone, I think was under five pounds or somewhere in there. Right. Um, it was, I remember picking it up and, and folding it and it was unbelievably lightweight um, yeah again yeah, I mean, you, the whole thing was built from carbon fiber yeah um so it's, it, was, it was wild to feel something that was like because we have like a a kalugo compact we have a couple of like light we have a, a peg perigo vivachi frame that i'm testing right now that's aluminum that's super light uh, but not it doesn't even hold a candle to the weight of this this carbon fiber frame right so, i mean and i mean ben took a picture of me at the show. I literally picked the, the whole thing up with one hand and I had it like, I, I yeah. picked it up like a football. It was, it was, it was nothing. So yeah, the you fact held it that, like up over your head. It was crazy. It was so cool for that to be, you know, to, to have an option uh, that functions like a full size where you've got the full basket space, you've got large wheels. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhat terrain capable, uh, but still lightweight so that I'm coming in and out of my car very easily, opening it up, getting my kids loaded very quickly. That was a really 
uh, awesome thing to find. So uh, I mm-hmm. like slimmer folds uh, and and compact and and co- slimmer compact folds that are still full sizes, right? Not that subcompact right. uh, market where we're talking about like the menu, the Kalugo, like you mentioned, or right. uh, something like the Bugaboo Butterfly. Like I like the slimmer uh, folds. Uh, another brand that I'm very high on are. Um, uh, not baby jogger. Well, baby jogger is great. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's baby jogger. It's city. Uh, the city, uh, like options mm-hmm. like the city select. Um, they right. they have a really really good slim fold on all of their strollers. Very good terrain capability. Uh, and then another brand uh, it would be uh, Britax. Britax has uh, uh, strollers that have a really slim fold, somewhat lightweight, maybe a little bit on the heavier side there. But um, mm-hmm. I love slimmer folds. Now they're brands like Nuna or uh, Bugaboo, uh, Silver Cross. These are all premium options, right? They're offering things somewhere in the $800 plus territory. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. I fold them down, they're, they're chonky, right? I'm not, and, and, and I mean, yep. and that bothers Yeah, they're big. That's just, and it, for a lot of people, it doesn't yep. bother them. That's fine. You know, they got big ass wheels and right. it's great. And it, they don't care. Yeah. I like, I need it to be smaller. And also my wife is doing, I would say a majority of the getting in and out and she's small. She's five, two, right. five, three. And she's, I mean, so she needs it to be light and quick for her as well. So, right. um, for that reason, that's like kind of the biggest factor. How slim, how light is it? Uh, and then another thing I've kind of hinted on uh, a little bit is like, I need it to be terrain capable because sure we stroll very smooth surfaces at target, uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever store, but we do kind of go off into grass and trails a little bit. Uh, so we need right. something that can handle a little bit more terrain, have a little bit more suspension, but we don't want, I, I, you know, I don't want like airfield tires, like something like, uh, from the brand, uh, right. know, like, like, uh, Bumble Ride, right. I, which I love that brand too, but, mm-hmm. and they do have slim folds, but airfield tires, a little bit more I don't know, maintenance is just not something I care for. So mm-hmm. um, a little bit more terrain capable and all the brands that I just mentioned, Baby Jogger um, with their city, because Baby Jogger started off as a jogging, so they created the OG jogging right. stroller. They've kind of taken their designs and implemented it into the city. Um, uh, daily strollers, so the, you know they've got great um, terrain capability. Their internal components, the components that make it fold and collapse and those right. pivoting joints, all those from premium brands are, uh, are are mm-hmm. are made better. They're simply made better than right. Kiko, Graco, all those brands that you right. know. Sometimes a pivoting joint might snap internally or something like that, right? right? Because they're just made better, and that's why you're paying a higher premium on some of these strollers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. I just kind of went off on a big tangent. No, no, uh, I, that was that was a that's <laughs> huge. I think because I think that that encompasses a lot of things that like we looked for. So. Even before I got into, uh, you know, like reviewing kids' stuff, right, like baby gear, um, one of the things I found that was a big factor for us in looking at a stroller were a couple of things. So the first one was the weight. So how much is this going to weigh? Is my wife going to be able to move it around quickly and easily? The second was build quality. So if I picked it up and moved it around, folded, unfolded, how did it feel? Did it feel cheap? Did it feel... Um, you know, I think sometimes we associate lightweight with, with cheapness. It depends on the material and how it's put together. Um, did the fold feel smooth? Was it an easy fold or were there points where it didn't make sense ergonomically? Um, you know, I think there were a couple of strollers we folded at the show where we folded probably dozens, hundreds of strollers and it felt a little bit off. It wasn't what we expected. The The engineering was mm-hmm. slightly different and that, that requires you to your body to learn a different pattern. Right. And when you're either 
holding a kid or you have a bunch of groceries and you're in a rush, sometimes that change in patterning in motor patterns is going to cause you to have to think for a second. And that's mm -hmm. an additional stressor. That's an additional thought process you have to go through to use your baby gear. And I don't want to deal with that personally. Right. Right. Um, and I know for us, like our biggest focus is typically not, um, you know, lightness, slimness, because so to give you a clue, and, and again, a lot of this is personal preference in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, we live in a, in the suburbs for sure. I drive a pickup truck, so I have a huge amount of space in the back. I don't care. I mean, I put veer wagons and, you know, full-size upper baby vistas with double seats on them in the back of my truck all the time. My wife drives a Grand Cherokee L, so she has a larger SUV as well. So we have a lot of space in the back of that. So our stroller preference is typically bigger, heavier duty, um, might have you know bigger wheels, bigger tires, might have a more rugged suspension. Um, again, because like our kids are just well, at least our son is super rough on everything that we have. Um, and we want to know that we can take it anywhere and do anything with it. So if we want to go, uh, you know, walk through a lot of the greenways around here, they might have, uh, you know, unpaved trails that are a little bit rough. You might be going over tree roots and doing things like that. Um, we might be, you know, we're driving distance to Savannah, Georgia. So that's all cobblestone streets. It's all very kind of old, rough surfaces. Um, we want to know that it can handle that. So for us, you know, the things we gravitate towards are like, we have an up a baby Vista, which, you know, is like the quintessential, you go to any high end mall and you see a lot of moms in their yoga pants, pushing their vistas around. Um, that's kind of the quintessential suburban mom stroller, but it, the thing is built like a tank yeah. and it feels every bit of it, right? It's heavy. Um, the joints are very solid. You look at the locking mechanisms that are used to, to unfold it and it's, it's aluminum. I mean, you're mm -hmm. seeing metal on metal contact, um, that's kind of keeping the whole thing uh, put together. Um, I mentioned earlier, we did that giveaway with Veer and the Veer switch and roll system, right? Like you feel that and the whole thing feels just very well built. You look at the welds, the welds are smooth. There's not a lot of, um, you know, slag on them or any kind of like rough patches. They're just very well put together. Yeah. Um, so that's like really the kind of thing that we're looking for. So like it's – and it's, it's cool. Like we've, we've – you and I have like – even though we both live in suburbs, we have two different approaches for what is ideal for us. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you're right. watching like reviews or videos of me, right, or, or guys like mm -hmm. Ben or uh, Baby List or Magic Beans or whatever you're watching on YouTube, trying to be like, hey, what's the best thing? It's just like it's going to – it's – we right. can only give you so much because we don't know you, right? If Ben were to come to me and like, hey, this is me, like, I don't care if it's tanky, right? I, I'm, I'm okay right. with a little bit of weight as long as, you know, it is terrain capable, has a little bit more um, rigidity and, and longevity to it, right? So, I mean, hearing that, I'd be like, you know what? Probably something more like, a, I don't know, Bugaboo Fox single would be good for right. you. Maybe something like a, a donkey, right? Bigger, right. more hassle, but like, hey. It's uh, size doesn't matter. This thing is going to be, you know, is going to give you a, a, the ability to traverse a lot of different terrain. Uh, and, you know, and it's going to be able to last you quite a long time, get banged up, go mm -hmm. through, uh, travel with you through TSA or whatever. Right. Uh, and, and, and be and come out unscathed and, and be fine. Right. So, uh, it, again, you know, what we're saying right now might not be relevant to you. Some of you guys are like, you know what? No, I want so, I want ultra compact. You know, I want, you know. Right. 
bugaboo dragonfly or, and or you know, up a mini or something like just small all the time because that's what I want. I don't care. We don't mm-hmm. need a basket size. We need zero basket space, you know? Like, okay, cool. Right. So um, it, it's, it's always going to change. But for me, again, I like compact form, lightweight, uh, with just enough functionality to be able to function as a daily. Um, uh, ben is down for, um, you know, uh, oh, I like the, the big the boys. <laughs> yeah, I like the big so. boys, man. We have a we have a Veer stroller or Veer stroller wagon. Yeah, the switchback like is the great. Attachments. Yeah, um, you know we got we've been testing out that switchback, which has been fantastic. Um, like we have a Vista double stroller. Um, we're also testing the Peg Perigo Yipsy stroller uh, as a double as well. Yeah, um, which is a little bit lighter weight. I haven't gotten into that one quite you as know, much. So we're gonna kind of check okay. out the build quality and all that. Let me just address something real quick. So I get that question a lot. Hey, yeah. Peg Perigo Yipsy. Peg Perigo. Okay, Peg Perigo is an Italian brand, right? That's that's where they're based out right. of. I think it's a good brand. Okay, I have nothing really bad to say about the brand. They're fine. Uh, the, mm-hmm. if just to address like the, the question that I always get though, like, wh- you know, how, why don't you prefer the Ipsy over whatever? I just, if the, to the point that Ben said, right. There, there are a couple things when it comes to like the, the feel of the fold or the feel, of the push, the way, you know, just mm-hmm. subtle things, the way canopy opens up, but just whatever. Right. And it, it's just right. personal preference. I like the way the other brands operate a little bit better. You're right. I like the way the Cybex yeah. feels a little bit better. I like the way Maxi. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, not Maxi Cozy. Um, baby joggers feel a little bit better. Yeah, it's just, and 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 they're at a similar. They're competing at a similar price point as, right? You know, as Upanuna, uh, that those kind of brands. And you know, if I'm going to spend 700 on a stroller or whatever, I'd I'd opt for you know one one of the others that I mentioned yeah. over or Peg Perigo Yipsy. Yeah. I, and it's, I, it's not it's me still- slamming it. I just no. It's it's those little niggling things, those little um, like how a harness rethreads through a seat. Like that's right. a big one. Like your kid's gonna grow and change. How a harness rethreads through a seat is something you don't think about a lot because you're not gonna do it a ton. But when you go to do it, it's gonna drive you nuts if it's a complicated system or if it's a system that just isn't designed very well. Yeah. Um, you know, straps that are a little bit too long. Like that's what I'm finding with certain brands is like you tighten down a strap for an infant and all of a sudden you have, you know, four feet of strap hanging off the, the infant car seat. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not super tall, but like, I'm still, you know, kicking a strap underneath the stroller. It's, it's those little things that get frustrating and it's kind of, again, it's going to be personal preference. Can you deal with that? Is that going to bother you? I think we probably have a certain point of view because we've touched so many strollers at this kind of price point that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, well, you don't have to deal with that because there's seven other brands at the same price point that are going to give you something a little bit different. But if right. that's your thing that you love and you can deal with having a strap that's too long or harnesses that aren't as soft or a fold that's a little bit weird and that's the only one you want, then go for it. Right. Um, right. But yeah. Like you said, anybody that's going to do a review is going to bring their personal bias into it. Um, and I know for me, one big thing is like basket size is a real issue for me. Cause like, I like to carry a backpack with all my kids stuff in it. Yeah. And yeah. I know we're going to throw in like, we're potty training. So like the travel potty is going to go underneath there. Like there's probably <laughs> yeah, going to be, yeah. you know, a You're fan of the stroller. Stuff, under there. Yeah. We're hauling <laughs> so much junk with us all the time <laughs> that like, I want a full size stroller with a big ass basket that's going to fit everything I could ever need. So yeah. I don't have to go back to my truck and get something. Let me ask you something. So um, when you go grocery shopping, yeah. 
So when you go grocery shopping, are you using a shopping cart and then putting the you know baby in, in a car seat, or, or are you using mm-hmm. your stroller as a shopping cart? Like how like that task right so there? How do you go about that? If, if I'm by myself, yeah. I'll bring our veer wagon and I'll use it as a grocery cart. Okay, because um, that's I good. Kids, I can put groceries in there, and it works yep. out really, really well. I really enjoy that. Like I did a Costco run the other day with my daughter, and mm-hmm. I put her in her car seat, strapped her right in, used that as my basket. I was good to go. Um, if it's just a super quick grocery run, sometimes I'll use the stroller. Most of the time, though, if we're doing a grocery run, we're like right next to my kid's daycare. And so I'll have the older one with me. He can walk. And then I just don't, you know, he gets a mini cart and I get a big cart and we're good to go. Um, But yeah, if I'm by myself and I have like the little one, I'll usually take, I'll just pop the Veer Wagon back there because I know I can use that as my my grocery getter. Veer Wagon is honestly one of the coolest baby products that you can get. Uh, I, I think it's so unique. I think it's really cool. I love how it can adapt to so many situations and grow with your kids. If I were to just make one one improvement, I would love to see better mm-hmm. suspension on like a V2. I would love to see mm, uh, just yeah. uh, it, it being able to take a little bit more bounce uh, right. and with, you know, it's especially bumpy. like on gravel. It's, it's bumpy. Sure. Because if you think about how you're using it, sure, you're using it in like grocery stores, but sometimes you're using it outdoors on trails or you know pushing it through a grass field to get to an event you know uh and in that case you can really tell that it is a bumpier ride uh and it's it's and it's somewhat okay too because it does have a wide wheelbase on one of the sides um, and it's and it's pretty good so it's you know that helps but if it just had a little bit more spring to it i think um Mm -hmm. i think the suspension could could uh could have a bump up but i mean you know, I give, I, you know what I would love to see as an accessory? What's up? Because the uh, because the wheels pop on and off. Yeah, is a sand wheel. Yeah, I'd love that to would see be cool. A sand wheel. Sa- yeah, like be, just I, you know, uh, you see the sand carts with like the big like yeah, uh, they almost look like balloons. Like, yeah, they're just exactly. big inflatable. They're wheels. like the air filled ones. Pop though. off, you know, right, Huge. right. But just be able to pop off the the kind of normal all-terrain wheels and put yeah. on like a true sand wheel. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, I, I call them like the veer that fatty. Because I feel the like that's fatties. an easy swap out. Yeah, the veer the fatties. Yeah, we <laughs> make the some fatties, fatties on, on, go down the beach. Oh, gosh. Be yeah. great. That would be really, really cool. But um, yeah, they'd be like $200. <laughs> listen, I, to just kind of like wrap up this thing. I, you know, we've talked about strollers up to this point. Uh, uh, if you want to know more, I would suggest you just go onto the Dadverb cor- or the Father Figured course that we have on dadverb.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, really, when we're t- you're looking at strollers, that's one thing. Really, your your buying decisions should kind of start with a car seat, though, okay? Because that's the main. Yeah. Like a stroller is a thing to you know get you from point A to point B. I mean, that, you know, it, and it helps on a daily basis. But the car seat impacts safety. Right. That impacts protecting your yeah. child uh, in addition right. to transport. Uh, so, you know, starting with a car seat is usually the first step and then finding the right travel system to go with the car seat. Because you might like one seat, mm-hmm. one one stroller, but you, you but, you know, say you liken up a baby stroller, but you really want the new in a car seat. Right. So it's like, OK, so that's going to have an impact on your buying decision. I'm not going to open up that door right now because that's a whole thing. And we've done plenty of videos on that. Uh, if you have any questions, sure, comment them down below. 
uh, or leave a comment on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. Uh, it's you know the comment button is going to be right next to the five star rating button, so you can go ahead and click that too hey, while you're you down can there. Hit them both at once. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the bigger thing, you know, when it comes to you know registering for baby stuff or, or buying. I I would typically actually start with the car seat, but um, yeah, that was our thought process on strollers. Ben, uh, uh, we're gonna we're I kind of we're gonna round out our show here with yeah something that we've learned. Not right? Yeah, yeah. So, what is something you learned this week or last week? And it can be related to anything. Anything yeah. cool fact. It could be something you learned about yourself, something, you know, that improved your life in some manner, your relationships. Um, yeah, what's something you learned? Um, I, I, there are a couple things. If we do this segment again next week, I'll probably dive into it more. But for this, this one, I'm actually just going to keep it simple. I forgot how impatient I am. Uh, I've kind of grown mm. accustomed to kids being a little bit older, our four-year-old, six-year-old being, you know, like, okay, they they can listen better. They, they're a little bit more independent. Right. They're good to go. Uh, but with our now toddler walking around screaming nonstop, I forgot how, like, impatient I am with people who mm-hmm. cannot process things <laughs> because their mm-hmm. brain isn't ready to process, like, Right, advanced concepts like stay quiet in a library kind of a thing. Uh, they just want to scream right. and do, and I'm like, I this is infuriating. Oh my gosh, I forgot that I cannot control zero you. impulse control. There's zero, there's zero, yeah. and I'm like, oh, so I, you know, I I gotta I gotta like calm myself down a little bit and just be like, okay, no, 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 this is uh, we've done this twice. We know how this is. Uh, mm-hmm. I you're set in your ways of just kind of like this, these kids who can just do whatever and be more independent. Uh, being a lot more hands-on, playing a lot more defense with the toddler, uh, we're in it again, and I just, I just completely forgot how, um, <laughs> how impatient I am. So, um, you know, if you know, leading on, you know, yeah. if 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 there's something that I need to improve on, work on, it really is taking a step back, taking a deep breath, and being like, no, no, this is the stage that she's going to be in for the next, you know, few months, you know, probably the next, you know, ten, twelve months. Uh, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. It's just it's just that toddler yep. grind is not easy. Um, so, yeah, just kind of really come in terms of that because she just started walking and really has blossomed as a toddler mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, at that, you know, 13 month mark. So it's, it's amazing uh, how fast that comes up once they figure out how to walk like their development accelerates just exponentially. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, and they do not stay out of anything. No, Everything's no, because, fair game. They want to be into it. They want to touch it, eat it, whatever it is. They're, oh, yeah. they're in it. Oh, yeah. They uh, And it's just they're learning so many new skills and they just want to put those skills to the test and really push. And then it, it starts to affect her sleep. She's had a hard time like mm-hmm. going to sleep lately uh, compared to how it was just a couple of weeks ago, you know? Uh, and it's just because she's right. just developing so rapidly. Uh, and there's just so much going on in that brain. There's so much growth, so much excitement and explore uh, and just exploration. And, um, it's challenging for me <laughs> because I just want to chill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're back in it. So it's, yeah. uh, for me, it's just all about patience. What about you, man? Um, mine is kind of along the same lines. Um, you know, you know patience and, um, <clears throat> one of the things I learned this week is we're, we're on the verge of having a three-year-old. Um, so, you know, he'll be three in August and he's very smart, very articulate, um, very, 
I think he feels emotions very deeply. And I think just now he's starting to have a hard time realizing like how much time mom and dad have to spend with his baby sister, right? She needs a lot. She, she mm-hmm. always needs to be fed, changed, clothed, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he understands. I know that he doesn't understand why that is. And so his way of getting our attention is, you know, throwing something or climbing shelves in the pantry or doing things he knows he's not supposed to do. Um, so we've mm. been getting a lot of really pushed boundaries lately of him just straight up telling us, no, you know, Hey, go do this. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want mm. to. Okay. Well, how do we deal with that? Um, so uh. one of the things, you know, I, we've talked about this on the podcast before, you know, we, we, we don't believe in spanking our kids. We don't believe in, we do our best not to yell or raise our voices because we don't think it's effective. Right. That doesn't mean that we're not triggered to the point where we (laughs) want to do those things. Right. It's it's learning that self-control. Yeah. We're human, man. So one of the things we, we worked on really, this week, and it was just kind of a new approach that, and again, this is going to sound like super soft parenting, but I, I promise you it, it works. And it brings, I think, a deeper connection with my son, especially. Um, so what I've challenged myself to do is usually when he's misbehaving and when I, when I most think that I like, man, if I could just, if I could just spank him, this would fix the situation or would stop him from doing this. Or if I could just yell at him and really just lose it. Like I really want to lose my temper. What I've challenged myself to do now is at that point to know that I'm frustrated and I'm having a hard time and he's frustrated and he's having a hard time is to actually open myself up to like physical contact with him and say, look, I know you're having a hard time is it okay if I give you a hug? Is it okay if I pick you up? Is it okay if, um, you know, do you want to give me a hug? And a lot of times the answer recently has been, no, don't touch me. Leave me alone. Like literally my two-year-old's looking at me saying, leave me alone. Don't touch me. Go away. Mm -hmm. And so we went through this whole scenario the other day where he was just absolutely losing his mind. And I, I just sort of sat down on the, I sat down and squatted down on the floor. And I just said, it seems like you're having a hard time. If you feel like you need a hug, I'm here. I said, I'm going to open my arms. I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to grab you or touch you. But if you de- if you decide that you need a hug, I'm here. And so, you know, he gave me the go away, don't touch me, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to touch you. And eventually he just sort of looked at me and, and he was going through his sort of tantrum and then he stood up and he just like walked over and he it was sort of this immediate like relaxation. Like he walked over and he just wrapped his arms around my neck and I said, is it okay if I hug you back? Or are you all right with that? Mm-hmm. And he's, he was like, yes. And so I gave him a hug back and then he sort of like, you could feel him relax a little bit and sort of it broke the tension. Um, and you know, it doesn't work every single time, but the thing that it made me realize is that, so many times, and a lot of this comes from listening. If you guys haven't listened to the Good Inside podcast with Dr. Yeah, Becky, man. if yeah, you dude. really want to feel like get some incredible parenting strategies, like she is it. I mean, she is she's like my new my new thing. I listen to all the time when I go into work. Yeah, man. Um, but a lot of that I pulled from her. So I just opened myself to 
that physical contact to that closeness to like co-regulate with him. Like he's dysregulated. He's not able to control his emotions and allowing myself to go. I can't raise him based on my triggers, like the things that trigger me and make me upset. I have to raise him based on the values that I want him to have. Mm. And so if I want him to have that value and be able to have the emotional intelligence to manage his feelings, I have to be able to do the same thing and set that example yeah, and say, okay, when I'm dysregulated, what can I do? Right. Um, right. And so they that was model. like my big, this sort of big revelation. Yeah. They, um, they will follow it, you know, in your footsteps. It doesn't work all the time. It's really new. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really new. Uh, we're just kind of trying it out, but it seems to be, you know, now when I've seen him get dysregulated and get really upset, the first thing he's starting to do now is like actually come in for a hug. Like he just comes in and he's like, pick up, he goes, pick up, pick up, pick up. And okay. All right. So we pick him up and he'll just wrap in and just kind of sit there with you. Um, and then, you know, the thing that I want to improve on next week is like, you know, to continue to try and do that because like, I'm not trying to say it's a magic pill and I don't lose my patience. Like I absolutely lost it on him the other morning because I was trying to feed the baby and get him dressed and get everybody out the door to school and I'm late for work and it's just the stress is piling, piling, piling and he's running around the chair and not paying attention and I'm just like – I finally was just like, get over there and get dressed and put your clothes on and I need you to cooperate. Like I just lost it on him. And finally, we came downstairs later, and I had to. I ended up apologizing to him because I was like, "I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. It wasn't yeah. nice. Hey, it didn't help too. the situation." But you know, we've all been there, and all we can do is try and get better. So that's my big improvement is like you, right? Trying to figure out how to yeah. be more patient in the moments where you have no patience or time to be patient. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you, you laid out some scenarios where I'm like, "Yeah, I've been there." It's it's not easy and like we're not the experts we just kind of you know go through it and yeah. we uh we kind of learn what we learn and and kind of and we'll share those experiences with you but uh like ben said dr becky is like i've been listening to her podcast for a long time she's got great strategies and tips to kind of dealing mm-hmm. with with um feelings and emotions and where you feel powerless and where you feel like you can't negotiate there's like good strategies there i still haven't signed up for her course yet because i feel like i've gotten plenty of content just from her podcast yeah. and her instagram and all so that much stuff is listening to but 30 minute podcast i think it's like worth it. i think it's like an 80 dollar course or whatever and you have like i think you should have like lifetime access or whatever maybe yearly right. but like i feel like it's worth it um i think i might subscribe to it i, th- I think it's worth it so um but yeah yeah uh, for any guys out there who might be struggling with you know that right um I think right. there are some good experts because she's like an actual doctor <laughs> with like, Oh yeah. She's strategies a, she is an and, actual expert in child yeah. psychology. Yeah. And, like, and like all the strategies for sure. Exactly. So I, I would, well, even she admits you. to losing her temper with her kids. She's literally oh, yeah. professional. She's like, I lose my temper on my kids all the time. Oh, it yeah. happens. So oh, yeah. if Dr. Becky loses her temper, not saying it's okay, we shouldn't strive to be better, but yeah, it happens. And, we just have to reconcile and move forward. So, dude, if you if dream, you follow yeah, her, maybe maybe you and I work on that. We'll we'll try and get her on the podcast. Oh my gosh, I I've, that'd be a dream guest right there, dude. It's funny if you follow 100%. her on Instagram. There there are plenty of times where she she lives in New York and she's like walking to her office. She's like, all right, so this morning I freaked out on my on my daughter and I saw them doing this right, uh, or 
I, I, I walked in and my kids were doing this. Here's what I did instead. And then she like kind of talks through like her process that happened like literally that morning, like, like real life examples. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't go as well. Or like, she'll be like, here's what I should have done, you know, um, when she's able mm-hmm. to like kind of pull herself out of the situation, but lots, a lot, a lot of good parenting advice there. But, uh, yeah, man, we're coming up on an hour. I think, um, I think we should probably close things out here. Uh, yeah. and, and, um, you know, probably, do I uh, do revisit some of these segments again next week? See if we were able to improve on uh, on the patients and and kind of the things that we just talked about. And I think that'd be that'd be really cool, fun fun segment for sure. Uh, Gosh, what are we going to title this episode? We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, what so we covered uh, like Father's Day, yeah, sex and intimacy, uh-huh. what we look for in strollers, and how we can be better dads. You know what? <laughs> like, yeah, I've, that's I've a lot seen of podcasts. Ground. I've seen podcasts like there's um there's a podcast like The Verge Cast, right? The tech podcast, which by the way, in a recent episode, they gave Dad Verb a shout out. There's a some listener who was like, nice. "Hey, where do you guys find like Dad reviews or whatever?" And the host of The Verge Cast was like, "And I trust this guy named Dad Verb on YouTube." I'm like, "Oh." Okay. That's awesome, so man. It was, it was, that was fun. That's I got wild. like a couple Instagram DMs. They're like, yo, you got a shout out. But anyway, yeah. Uh, guys like the like the Verge cast, the titles of their podcasts are just like, it's like five different things. It's like the Apple MacBook Pro, uh, Reddit <laughs> doing this. And it's just like multiple titles. I'm like, all right. So should we do that? Like Father's Day, relationships, strollers. I don't know. Maybe I should start doing that. Okay, honestly, I, I don't. Hey, man. It's all dad related. I know how to optimize content for like YouTube or Instagram. Like I get that. I have like when it comes to like analytics reporting and like op- title optimization for like podcasts, no idea, no clue. Like so I feel like I just we could just name it whatever and yeah, see how it goes. <laughs> there's going to be no impact. So throw it, uh, throw it out there. See how it goes. That's all we'll we figure can do. this out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening and watching. Please, uh, if you don't mind, give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. That would really help us uh, and um, help dads uh, find this podcast. And hopefully you can grow a awesome community of listeners. Again, if you have any questions, please comment them in the YouTube comment section or um, you can uh, comment them on I don't know where, but like I've seen them coming through Spotify. So like, you know, if you want to give us a shout out there, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Comments, reviews, leave them. We love to see them. We read them. If you guys have questions, uh, that's how we pull a lot of content for the show. So if you want to know or have us talk about a certain topic or get our opinion on something, leave it out there because we will uh, use it as fodder for an upcoming episode. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thank you guys. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.